Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first Yesterworld podcast. I'm very excited to finally be doing this. Been talking about it for months. And to join me today for the first podcast, we have the one and only Disney Dan. Hello, Mark. How are you, sir? Doing good. How about yourself? Good, I guess. Um, do you often say that it's Mark from Yesterworld in your videos? I can't recall now. I know like on Twitter, and you're not like you don't hide your name. And like in the I descriptions, don't, you don't hide your name. But do you ever I, like... I don't think I ever... I mean, on Twitter, you know, like I'll... Yeah, I, know that I see you sign descriptions and like notes sometimes and like comments with like, you know, Mark slash Yesterworld. But no, I, yeah, I started yeah. doing that because like, I think I told you like for so long, people assumed Yesterworld was like a like a like a company or a group because you know i you know uh, the name entertainment gotcha. so it always be like oh they <laughs> do such great work they do this and they do that you know and some people saying uh you know why can't there be more videos if it's a group of people so i'm trying to get across more now the you know one man band kind of thing rather yeah. than have it seem like in hindsight i was thinking like i don't know maybe i would have done like my name and then maybe a fake name you know, and then have yesterday. I don't know. I mean, I mean, well, you're Disney Dan, so I guess people assume. No, there's no hiding. There's no hiding for me. But in your videos, you usually say um, we or us. Do you do that to make it sound like there's more of you or just to be more inclusive? Do I, do I say like we and us? Well, I, I do. I do have a lot of people help me with with stuff. Mm. Um, I have someone in Disneyland. I have someone in Disney World, um, you know, help me record stuff and do voiceover and help me like That's um, and edit my script. Like so, like, you know, I have it's 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 a one man band just like you. But there's plenty of people who help, oh, you know, okay. and uh, and are participants. So I don't know. It's a collective right. we, though. When I say that, I mean all of us as as Disney theme park fans and, uh, you know, and, and theme park fans in general. Uh, it's a collective we, uh, but so tell me, what is your plan with this with this podcast? What is it that you want to do, uh, and and what kind of like what kind of information are you going to bring your fans from this this new endeavor? Well, I think the goal, um, you know, like I I'd always had doing a podcast in the back of my head. You know, everyone seems to have one, but it kind of came from you know my videos take. A lot longer than the average content creator um, I think to get out and I was trying to think of ways to you know without sacrificing quality over quantity a way to get something out at least once a week or at the very least every other week and with a podcast I can fill in that aspect but then also it gives me a chance to expand upon you know, my content expand upon the videos I put out because there's always so much, you know, that you cut or you can't talk about, or I, I try to keep my videos very objective. And I guess you could say more or less journalistic where I don't insert my opinion much. I try to keep it very fair as much as I can, even though I always, you know, give a dig to Michael Eisner and stuff, but I try yeah. to yeah, I mean, you can't, you ha you can't, you know, you have to, you, you can't avoid that. Every story, I swear, every story I ever look at, somewhere in it, it's like, oh, Michael Eisner, this. And very rarely it's positive. Sometimes it is. But um, other than that, like, I try to keep them objective. So I thought this way, you know, it's a way to expand upon um, the subject, but also, you know, like maybe more give my opinion 
on certain things. Um, yeah, and it's as you you do so much research in these videos, uh, and I'm in the same boat as you. And then you put the video out, and you realize, oh, they just they this article just came out. The minute I hit publish, that has this little bit of information that I really wish I could have shared, or I just found this, or turns out I d said this wrong, or that um, you know I someone right. pointed this out in the comments, and so this is like a, it's it's kind of actually a really great idea as a nice follow up to your video to your you know your core right. videos to say here's a little you know I'll read through the comments of the video, see what people said, I'll read through the social, I'll ask everybody if they've got any questions, uh, and uh, and just kind of do like a follow up. You know, uh, you know, like a like those 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 specials after you watch like an episode of something on HBO where it's like, and now a now a ten minute talk back with the director about this episode. Yeah, like The Walking Dead. You know, um, that I think it was The Talking Dead, and they would expand or have any of the people that were killed off. You know, like come and share their yeah. experience. But I mean, yeah, and the last part was your idea that you brought to me couple weeks or a month ago or so as kind of like a an additional and i hadn't thought of that because there are so many times where like you said you put out a video and then you find that one article you know maybe it maybe it doesn't necessarily like uh mean that what you said was wrong but maybe adds to it or talk about something maybe that you overlooked that someone brings to your attention that says oh why didn't you talk about this and a lot of times there's a reason why, you know, I don't want it to meander too much or, um, you know, pacing and narrative and all that stuff. Like, I remember one video, like normal, I mean, you know me, I'm like, I go nuts about trying to make everything accurate and per perfect. But there was one where I got it so wrong. I think it was like Walt Disney's uh, the year that he died. And like, I usually don't take down a video, like once I've uploaded it. But that one, I was like, no, I can't, I, I can't like have that. That's, um, that and one other one that I took down because I used a, um, even though I, I was using it within the context of how the scene and the attraction was described at the time, and I was trying to remain faithful to how it was described at the time. Um, it was a really good, le it was a good lesson for me to, to learn in terms of. Um, how these things go when you upload something on the internet. Uh, it was in the Thunder Mesa, and it's the I guess it's a the other word for Native American, and I said it because that's how the articles described it, and um, in the original like uh, proposals. And I thought, oh, it's the context of it. You know, I can keep it, but the second like within a minute of uploading it, I had all these comments like. Um, actually the term is, you know, and it, it got overwhelming and I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta pull this. Yeah. Down. There's, it's, it's difficult when you're presenting, you know, like history and you're right. talking about, uh, you know, you can't, you don't want to like wash history out and not right. talk about, you know, and, you know, speaking of controversial stuff, this leads in perfectly to what this episode is about, because right. I think that, uh, you know, short of Splash Mountains, uh, you know, the IP that Splash Mountains based on, I can't think of another ride in, in all of Disney parks that has sparked more controversy and like outrage and, you know, arguing back and forth then Pirates of the Caribbean through the years. I mean, like this ride has like changed and evolved 
so much. And uh, I absolutely, right. I love your two videos about, about the controversies, oh, especially you. this most recent one where you dive into, um, you know, how they kind yeah. of movie-fied the whole ride, which I think is pretty interesting. And it actually literally ties into Thunder May. I know we talked about this when we were um, hang hanging out a couple weeks ago, but for anyone who doesn't, I mentioned it briefly in the Thunder Mesa one, but in a nutshell, Thunder Mesa was going to be this like huge expansion of Magic Kingdom. And you can look at the video or research. It's fascinating. But the reason why Pirates, you know, because Magic Kingdom opened without Pirates of the Caribbean and the plan was the Thunder, I think it's the great, I'm going to butcher it. It's like the Great River Expedition or something yep, like I that. That's right. Yep. And, yeah. That was going to be the big e-ticket like attraction right. over there in Frontierland or yeah, Thunder their Mesa. version of Pirates of the Caribbean. And it was going to have a lot of the same elements as the Disneyland version. It was going to have, you know, the dropping into, um, you know, lower levels and just a lot, you know, at the very end, a long, steep climb up a hill. It was going to have a lot of those. And that's why Magic Kingdom's Pirates of the Caribbean is kind of like the, you know, the um, Spark Notes version because, you know, it's just um, they didn't want to repeat themselves. But then, of course, Thunder Mesa and the attractions never came. So then they never had, well, I guess Splash Mountain in a way, you know, they kind of add a lot of the concepts from Thunder Mesa made it into Splash Mountain, like the thunderstorm at the end, the villains catching up to the, you know, catching up to the log flume. So mm. it does... <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of stuff, like a lot of stuff lived on also in big like in Big Thunder. Like a lot of like they they pulled a lot of oh, the yeah. theming out of that and and it, but it just didn't. It, and it was a really cool. Your video on it is really great. I encourage you oh, if thanks. you're listening to this, you haven't watched it, definitely go watch that because it was like eye opening to me. I was like, this is incredible. I've never heard about this. That and that and your Beastly Kingdom, two really great like park expansions that never happened that you cover uh, really really well. Um, Thanks. Yeah, but I love those kind. I love unbuilt, unrealized, especially when you know, because there's a lot of ideas where um, they kind of never leave the drawing board, or you know, concept art. But I mean, Beastly Kingdom, especially not. That's a whole other topic for another video. But man, that one was so close to becoming a reality. So many you know elements of beastly kingdom made it into um you know teasing wise made it into animal kingdom and still are there you know um and yeah it, I, I love those where they get so close because it's so like oh so it was so close you know and yeah and it's, it was back before social media like you know you you got to the point where you had all the models and all the artwork and right. you were like literally working on and it was it was like inches away from happening and in, in today's day and age like you know that would have been all over the web and it oh, would have been all you know it, uh, i wonder but, if know, there will be a case like that now I'm, like I'm can sure. you imagine like star tours they're like oh here's the concept art here's the models uh no change you know like if they just I mean, I don't know I'm if sure you can that, recover uh, from that. The now. way that the, the, their PR machine, I don't think that they would ever let anything get out True. Um, if it wasn't if it wasn't going to roll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, barring some kind of catastrophic event, but um, but yeah. So no, but I thought this your most recent video with this with the whole Jack Sparrow kind of like uh, movification of Pirates of the Caribbean was right. interesting because I remember I remember when it happened because um, it mm -hmm. was what like six 
seven it was it, it's or was it 10 years ago i can't uh, remember it's 2006 so almost 12 years ago yeah, 12 years ago and so but i distinctly remember because i it was a year after i graduated high school and mm. i was um and i was down there at the parks and i remember the ride being closed uh, which was kind of surreal because when we were there a couple weeks ago it was closed for the for the right. um the auction scene and that whole corner of the park just like kind of dies out yeah. when when the pirates open yeah, yeah. And, uh and uh well was it the same month they closed it down yeah, they closed uh, Pirates Down. The The announcement came in, it just made the video, I should know this, um, January, I think, February. Um, but yeah, they closed it in March. And then ironically or coincidentally, they closed Magic Kingdom, in, you know, their version in March. So were you traveling there or did you live closer there? Or were you just no, no, happened I still to, lived in like, Pennsylvania. In... I just remember vacationing. I remember okay. vacationing there or being down there when when it was closed. And um and then I was I was back like six, seven months later for something uh, for something else. So I remember like going on the ride and uh, just being like um uh because they because they like repurposed a lot of familiar things like you know, right. like the 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 wicked wench into you know, with Barbosa, it was like, it was just surreal um, and weird to see this incredibly lifelike Jack Sparrow, um, you know, animatronic uh, kind of like retrofitted into the right. story that were plot points that they didn't carry over properly from the ride into the movie, but then were somehow trying to shoehorn the character from the movie into these, into these ride plot points. It was just, it's, it was interesting what they you know what they did and how they chose to do it but um i guess we could we could yeah. just run down uh, point by point like you do in the video and just talk about each each edition right yeah cuz uh, in the um the first one i did um that one was about the the 1997 uh i actually got flack in my video for saying pc and not saying um oppressive something 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 changes but the politically correct, the PC changes. That's you know that's easier to yeah, say. Yeah, all the all the all the womanizing uh, kind of stuff that was removed from right. it, you know, which is shocking. Then. Like, and I I think I mentioned it in this video. It's shocking to me that you know they took out you know they you know took out the lustful pirate um, as he was nicknamed and that whole thing. But they left the bride auction scene hundred percent intact. You know the bride auction. But maybe they felt okay, we can't do too much. But um. Yeah, that I, I, I don't remember. I, I've been going to Disneyland since I was a kid, but I don't really remember the way it was or the changes. So I had to kind of do that was all from research. Whereas the Jack Sparrow stuff and the movie stuff that I do remember because um, I, I loved, you know, like I mentioned in the video, that cavern with the really creepy voiceover. You know, where he's like, you know, you never know. And then it, the dead men tells those tales comes up. And then you hear that, you know, the guy talking about cursed treasure and there's no music. Yeah. And then you go and, you know, Blackbeard is and again, no music. So it's very you feel like you're there in yeah, the the yeah, the, the, they, they made it very cinematic. They made the the, right. the the it was a very cinematic layover in both the casting and the and the and the scoring. <laughs> um, it's but, so uh, loud! Like every time I'm on, I'm like, man, they are blasting. And I like to put it out there. I'm not. I know there's a lot of people who are like 
change is awful. I hate this. I'm very kind of in the middle on things. Like, yeah, I miss the old version. I, I miss aspects of the old version. And same with any ride. They, you know, Indiana Jones, I miss the revolving doors. I, you know, but I do understand and I try to see it from like a business point of view, you know, after the effect has been on for a while in hindsight, didn't realize how, how, how much it would cost, you know, how much the maintenance alone on one particular aspect of a ride would cost to keep it operational or how much of a maintenance headache it is to keep it going. And, and I know it's a different, you know, effects versus, um, content changes. However, the world we live in now where, um, you know, er everything's blogged, everything's, everyone has their own podcast blog. So I, it's like, I don't want to say I agree with it or disagree, but I see why they do make these changes. Well, I think one of the craziest things about your video was that you mentioned that, you know, when the movie debuted, people are going to the the right. theme parks and they're going on the ride. And I never in a million years would have thought that guest relations either. were receiving a bulk amount of complaints that it wasn't, that there was no ride relation um, to the movie. And it, like that there was that disconnect. It just blew my mind that, you know, of all the changes and all the uproars and all the this and that's about this ride um, and the preservation of the ride and, and how it is. I'm, a, I'm shocked. Uh, but I guess maybe these aren't the annual pass holders. These are the tourists and the, and the, you know, the, not the, not the true believer Disney fans, but the, the people who come from all over the world, uh, you know, after seeing this big movie, right. uh, that's like a blockbuster. I just, it blew, I, that was one of the sh- most shocking things about your video to me was that, um, you know, Right. let's not let's not even think about all the other alterations they made uh for whatever pc reasons this alteration was made because guests are like well where's jack sparrow he's my favorite character from my favorite movie and i know you can meet him out front with that uh that crazy cast member who dresses like him but why is he in the ride and that just blew my mind yeah i think it was if i were to guess it was probably you know kind of like a 50 50 thing i would imagine that kind of were playing around with the idea from the beginning once it, you know, once it became, because I remember when Pirates of the Caribbean came out, and I want to say Haunted Mansion came out before that, I think. So I was very skeptical. If that, if that's true, I might be making that up. But either way, I was skeptical. I was like, okay, same. Did it come out later or like after or like? I Haunted it Mansion was in April. April and Black Curse, uh, the the Black Pearl was uh, July. So it, Haunted Mansion was first okay. by a few months. Because yeah, because I do remember I saw Haunted Mansion on opening weekend. But you know, even as a teenager, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. Now I look at it and it's like yeesh. But uh, even I was like, oh, you know, it didn't live up to my hopes of what they could do with an attraction-based movie. But yeah, the the first Pirates, you know, became a huge huge hit everyone loved it and i bet the over at disney they were like hmm maybe we can make some money and then combine that with people i would assume it was people from out of the country maybe or like you said people you know i always forget and i'm sure you do it too because we are like so obsessed with all the news and all the information that we kind of forget oh there are people that have never been and they're randomly like hey let's go family vacation and they don't know the history they don't know what it was they assume oh it's a it's got to be a movie based on the ride 
it'd be like going on Indiana Jones in a way and having it, you know, nothing to do with the movie, not nothing, but, you know, only be like homages, you know, or homages, however you want to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, if you wrote yeah. Indiana Jones and there was no Indiana Jones and it was just, you know, um, like maybe Some a boulder. Cursed cave. Yeah. And you go like, well, where's Indiana Jones? I mean, obviously it's different because it came out long after the movies, but I could see how in some people's mind, that's how it would appear. But um, so I think it was 50, 50. I think it was like, Oh, we're also getting complaints. People are getting kind of, you know, I guess it's a good enough reason to do it. But I think when I was younger, I didn't care as much, but then when you grow older, I think you get more nostalgic and you're like, Oh, for me, it didn't seep in until in my twenties, I guess more in my mid twenties that like, these things are gone, you know, like once they're like, they're here, the original version of pirates. And then when it changes, they're not going to bring it back in my mind. I was like, Oh, maybe they'll switch it out once in a while. Well, of course not. It's not worth the time and money. And now it kind of hits me like, Oh, I will never get to experience that version again. Any, you know, family, friends, my nieces or nephews, they'll, and that's not, like I said, I'm not, saying, oh, it's a terrible thing, but it's a weird thought, you know, like, you know, it's never going to be there again for anyone. And then, you know, same with Back to the Future, Back to the Future, you know, closed it. I forget the order, but, you know, when it closed it, Orlando and Hollywood, it was in Japan for a long time, I think. And I think it only yeah. recently closed. Yeah, so just a few years ago. But anyways, that thought, that idea of like, oh, once it's gone, it's gone, didn't hit me until later. And now I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, I'm glad I have the memory of going on it when it was the original. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know, ultimately, I think that the, the uh, in terms of um, corporate synergy and, you know what I mean, like uh, and uh, uh, vertical integration uh, that, you know, that, that, you know, the corporate huge corporate entities likes to employ. Um, this was right. I think this was a good good use of it, you know, to include. And, you know, anything that will give me a little bit of Jeffrey Rush and some voiceover work is perfectly fine with me. Uh, you know, so including Barbosa, right. uh, you know, giving me uh, and even when they 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 doubled down and added in um, uh, uh, the uh, a Blackbeard into that the fog curtain scene, oh, yeah. uh, because for a while there was just Davy Jones and then they rolled in Blackbeard after the fourth right. movie came out. And I'm, I'm kind of patiently waiting for them to roll in, you know, um, uh, uh, Cruz, oh. I can't remember the name of the bat. Yeah, Salazar, Salazar. It, it, something like that. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm like, well, they he, they should definitely put him in now. Why not? I yeah, mean, might as well. Just uh, yeah, and, might as well. Even if they just do some dub voiceover work with a little bit of the CGI, like you know, haunted face thing. Right. It's, they they kind of like put it in a way that if this if this series keeps expanding, they can keep integrating the the big magical baddies a little bit here and there uh you know in the in the fog and in like the voiceover when you're when you're climbing up the of the the steep incline at the end of the ride th that kind of stuff um but you know i think it's i think it's smart and that's where I, you it know, gets because because you you know yeah. you have the diehards and like i said I, i'm almost always kind of right in the middle because i'm always trying to look at things objectively but even i like, well, you, even i i don't want to see everything you know i don't i mean who knows maybe they'll change the ending of the Disneyland version and have the pirates from the movies being dueling it out, you know? Um, yeah. But you know, what you have here is something that, that I think is an acceptable form of, 
mm-hmm. of uh, you know as compared to like what they did with Maelstrom. You know what I mean? Like oh, that yeah. is a ride where uh, they completely gutted it and um, and and turned it from one Norwegian thing into another Norwegian thing that were completely unrelated with these, with this movie tie in, you still have the bones of the original and it, you can, you can, with a little bit of imagination. And if you just close your eyes at the certain parts Mm -hmm. of the rider, we're just looking Mm -hmm. at different, because that's the nice thing about a ride is you can look at whatever direction you want to look. You can, you can, you can still feel the, the essence and the, and the bones and the core of what the pirates ride was even before Jack Sparrow was put in, you know, uh, and, and they did the cinematic, you know, redo, you still have the pie, you still have your pirates ride, you know, with a few extra animatronics, um, you know, whereas with Maelstrom, you don't have that, you know, you don't, you don't have alien encounter anymore. You, you, you still kind of have the same show setting, some of the same animatronics, but otherwise you, you, you don't have alien encounter anymore, you know? And, um, yeah. And at least, you know, if you ride it, like you said, either by using your imagination or let's say you take your nephew or your son or daughter, or, you know, or a friend who'd never been, you can still be like, oh man, like, you know, there used to be Blackbeard there and they can kind of imagine it and be like, oh, this used to have no music and they can kind of imagine it. Whereas something like, um, you know, Maelstrom, rest in peace, you, aside from the part where you go, you know, spoilers, you know, backwards, and the track layout, I think, is mostly the same. But yeah, there's yeah, no they, like they, they added they added like um like a, like a hundred feet of track at the opening, um like the f- the first scene is is a new piece of track, and then and then you go up the hill towards the ice castle, and that's once you start going up the hill towards the ice castle, that's when you um you're in the original track then, uh, in Maelstrom. So I mean they yeah. they added some, but I mean it's it's unrecognizable. It's unrecognizable. From... Yeah, I mean you can kind of because like oh where um. I was going to, I guess it's Elsa, um, you know, sends the ship backwards. And, you know, that is where the, I haven't seen, been on it in years, but like the goblin or the creature, or whoever it was that sent the three headed thing, I think, Um, you know, so I guess in a way, but it's not like, I'm trying to think like, oh yeah. And I guess in the very beginning, the ice crystals are kind of reminiscent of um, whatever they had on the ceiling so there are little tiny ways but yeah by and large like so my, yeah, so my I mean, biggest like, thing was with of... maelstrom when they took out the part where you go outside like i was like wow that was so yeah. cool and then when you were entering the attraction you see this giant hole in the wall and you're like what is that and then you see a boat come out and you're just like holy crap like that's a, that's so cool and then they i mean i'm sure there's some reason but they patched it up and I'm sure there's some safety reason or something, you know, new codes or safety codes yeah. or something. So, yeah, you know, I, in terms of, in terms of when Disney jumps into a ride and starts tweaking things, this is the kind of thing that I think is, is tolerable in my book, you know? And then right. what I mean, and, and you especially, and, and the biggest, the biggest thing to point to is the fact that Shanghai opened with this incredibly beautiful and incredibly technical and creative and amazing pirates ride that is nothing like any of the other pirates around the oh, world. Yeah. And um, you, they, they could have very easily have gutted all of the pirates and just put in this new version. You know what I mean? And they didn't, right. You know, so uh, yeah, that, I, I, I'd love to go on it. I'd love to go on any of the, um, you know, mystic manor or the journey to the center of the earth, but by, it is a completely, you know, 
in a way, that's probably what some of the guests were. I mean, obviously, technology wasn't as good back then, but I, I bet some guests were at the time um, expecting something like that for those that didn't know about the attraction, who just knew about the movie. I think that they were going to reskin the, the Wicked Wench to be the Black Pearl. And um, uh, and I believe that uh, they were going to include the zombies in the beginning, uh, you know, like the, the kind of like the whole zombie, which they did in Shanghai, which is in, which is an incredible effect that what, what they did in Shanghai is just absolutely gorgeous um, with with their with their with the Jack Sparrow skeleton turning into the Jack Sparrow animatronic. So freaking cool. The first time I saw that, that I was like, how did they do that? And I had to rewatch it. And, you know, after like the third or fourth time, I was like, oh, OK, now I see how they pulled that off. But I was like, how did they do that? That wasn't crazy. You know, it's so cool. And you just don't expect it. In a way, I kind of wish I hadn't spoiled myself. So if I had gone on the attraction, you know, I would have seen it in person. I uh, so in terms of in terms of what they did, how they did it, why they did it. I've got to say that um I think that it, it was, I think it's a smart move. You know, I really do. I think that it's, it was and it made a cool, sense, it, it, was, it was acceptable. You know, yeah. They already had more and more movies that, you know, they were, they already knew they were going to make three of them. And it, it's one of those things I was sad to see it go. I still am when I go on it. Um, it makes sense. You know, it's hard sometimes, but like you said, at least they haven't, you know, gutted everything. You know, they've left certain scenes alone for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very thin line. I think, you know, when that line of when you leave an attraction like as is, I mean, it's not the same scale, but even that grand, I always forget the name, Grand Fiesta Tour in uh, Epcot, I think in the yep. Mexican in Mexico, Mexico yep. Pavilion. When, when they do um, the Three Caballeros. Yeah, and there's rumors that it's going to turn into Coco. Now, for that, I'm not like some diehard. For me, that's it's no Maelstrom. You know, it's you know that when I heard, I was like devastated because I loved Maelstrom. The few times I got to go on it, um, but with the you know the, the three Cabreros, um, I'm not. I'm like I could see it, you know, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm kind of indifferent. I'm actually more on the side of yeah. I actually, kind of want to. I never really ride that one anyways um, once in a while. But but then you have the bigger ones like Pirates or and it was like three decades before they almost three decades before they made any changes. So it's going to be more, you know, kind of hard hitting when they do. So how do you feel now that this new auction scene has dropped in um, to the ride? And it's, you know, I think Disneyland in California is the last the last uh, ride the last version that's going to be updated, I think April 23rd, they're taking okay. it down. Uh, and so, and, and it'll be down for like a month ish as they refurb a few things. And of course, change it all out. Uh, and then of course, then of course the bride auction will be gone off the face of the earth. Um, that's and so a weird thing to think about too, just that. And it, because it is such a love it or hate it, right or wrong. It's a very iconic scene. I mean, it's an incredible iconic scene. Yeah, I mean, the I mean, red merchandise, t-shirts, posters, I mean, my we God, the redhead has been, uh, she's been an iconic piece of merchandising and collectible kind right. of for, for, for decades. I mean, people have always loved the redhead. Uh, right. It's been a big thing. And then what really bothers me is that Disney's like, yeah, we're going to get rid of the redhead. 
uh, and uh, and everyone's like hashtag we want the redhead, and so they of course they capitalize on their own oh, yeah. their yep. own like horrible <laughs> horrible betrayal to their fans by selling T-shirts then that say we want the redhead. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know it's, there's got to be a word for that where you know everyone's like no, how dare you? We want the redhead, and they're going hmm. We can we can make some money off this on people's yeah, I misery. Think it's called Schadenfreude is what it's called. Um, taking pleasure in other people's I hadn't pain. I thought of that, but that is pretty funny, yeah. Because <laughs> whenever you go through the merchandise shop, now you see, you know, mugs and shirts and the some redhead, stuff the and redhead, you... the redhead. Remember that redhead? Yeah. We'll take a piece of her home by buying this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's but, that's um, funny. <laughs> you know, as we we've talked about this before, that you know, as uh, from a business perspective right i understand <clears throat> why disney would do it because you yeah. disney wants to be the safe space you know right. they want um they don't want to scare you too much alien counter's gone yeah. they don't want to offend you too much because now the bride auction's gone and the and the and the women are chasing the pirates with brooms you know what i mean like they they they're they're a, a constant battle with themselves to make sure that everything they do is this PC and family friendly as possible. So well, I, I wonder when that. Mr. Toad, like Mr. St- Toad still has the hell scene. And so I always yeah. wonder like, when that's going to, I mean, I don't, I know it's more cartoony, so maybe that's why, but I wonder, yeah, and, and, I and there's that, alcohols um, and or alcohols. There's a, you know, beers yeah, and there's cigars and that kind of, I think that ride and like, you know, it, it gets a pass for being the OG kind mm-hmm. of ride. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't think any in Disneyland, no one's touching Fantasyland ever. Th- those rides aren't going anywhere. You know what I mean? They're right. just, they're, just they're, they're like, they're like a piece of, they're like a museum at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I think they'll either get rid of it entirely like they did in Magic Kingdom. I mean, they got rid of Snow White um, and Pinocchio. Yeah, Snow White and, yeah. and they weren't the originals. You know what I mean? They were just reproductions. Right, and so true. who cares? You know what I mean? Like they weren't the ones, those, they weren't the rides that Walt himself planned right. and made real, you know? True. So there's lots to Disneyland that I don't think will ever be touched uh, in terms of, in terms of that kind of stuff. But um, you know, you were very kind to me and I think we should do this more often where you go get really fun B-roll for your videos and then you just give me the leftovers and I'll put it on my channel and advertise your videos. <laughs> but you were very kind to me to share with me some of the B-roll you got of the new auction scene. Um, and, yeah. and when I yeah, posted I, that... I, I mean, I do, I film so much B-roll. I try to do as much as I can um, being in Orlando of the Orlando parks, but yeah, I usually end up I'll film like, you know, 10 minutes of something you end just up with to so use much like stuff. three seconds. Because <laughs> like I might as yeah, well right. do something with it, you know. Uh, yeah, you're lucky to have that convenience. But when I put up those, when I put up that video clip, that three minute clip that you very tastefully edited together after I very untastefully edited it. And you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, let me let me let me do this. Um, Allow me to the comments. The comments were a really mixed bag of people who were upset, people mm-hmm. who were understanding, people who are like, "Yeah, I like this." People who are like, "But you know, a, there were a few comments that really uh, opened my eyes a little bit." You know, like uh, this one woman commented and said, "You know, when I was a little girl and I rode this ride, this scene always scared me hmm. because would would." when I grew up, would men take me and try to sell me? Mm, Um, You know, and and when you hear those things, you realize why Disney's like, yeah, this is, 
we should change this. You know what I mean? Like, but in, in a way, like I, I totally see that. But and then on the you know devil's advocate side, it's a good teaching moment for a parent. Like, mommy, is that no? This is how things used to be, and yeah, things were not squeaky clean back then. But now we have. Yeah, I, you know, I know like, it's a can of worms, but you know. I know that the pirates ride itself was very was is is and was, uh, but I mean I guess not so more, uh, but was now that this auction scene is finally gone. It was very rapey in terms right. of you know men uh, taking advantage of women, right? Um, and and one thing that I don't see anybody talking about when when they talk about this auction scene is the fact that um, there was a little bit of peeping Tom kind of stuff in the movie, but otherwise uh, all of the, of, of the womanizing kind of oppressive um, sexualization uh, right. you know, of the rape and pillaging aspect of it in the movies, uh, they did a lot of pillaging, but there was no implication of, of the raping. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, the, and the, and the women, uh, and no, I don't hear anyone complain about that in the movies, but in the ride, suddenly it, it needs to be preserved because it's the ride. You know what I mean? But like, if you look at the films, like that first movie, there are tons of scenes where it could have been heavily implied that mm -hmm. the pirates were being um, abusive, you know, even right. from down to when Elizabeth claims parlay and she's there like in her like half dressed gown yeah. um, and, you know, and, and, and the pirates drag her off to the, the ship. There's no, there's, there's no sexual aggression that's implied in the movies at all. Um, other than that one scene where they peep on her when she's getting changed, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's and that's the only. But I don't see anyone complaining about that. But suddenly, and everyone's okay with that movie. But suddenly, they try to clean up the ride to make it more acceptable for Disney's image, and it's the worst thing ever. You know, and I think kind of like in a way what you said with, um, Pinocchio. I think part of it was because, you know, it was one of or the last rides that. Walt Disney personally, you know, oversaw the development and was super, um, very passionate about, and, you know, with Mark Davis, you know, working on it and creating all the designs. Um, I think that, I think that's a big part of it too, you know, well, that everything he touched cannot be changed, but you're right. Cause like, if you look at the concept art, it was even worse. Like when you look at some of the images that they had, um, as inspiration, and you're the, just like, the oh, idea, whoa. the idea that Walt Disney, this was his vision, and this is something that, if he was alive, would never allow this to change. I think is complete nonsense. Um, and 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 the best example of, and, and I only came upon this because of my recent evolution of Peter Pan video, mm. uh, and I want to make a little mini episode about the development of Peter Pan, the, the animated classic, because so there's so much, there's a really great story behind it. But when they initially got the rights, it took Walt like like four or five years to get the rights to make the animated Peter Pan, uh, mm. and they went through many many adaptions of the story many of which were incredibly dark. Um, like, you know, Peter Pan in the, like in one of the original scripts, like flies in to the darling's house and kidnaps Wendy to be the mother to all the lost boys. Um, and there's like this whole, like, you know, like tying her up and, and, and stealing her away and kidnapping her in like a violent kidnapping scene um, mm -hmm. that Walt eventually is like, no, we can't do this. We've got to, right. 
we we can't do this. You know what I mean? And and they turned and 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 you know the the original intent uh, that they had and the vision after some time uh, they they saw the error of their ways and and moved on to something more acceptable for families. So I can't I can't say that you know as as culture evolved that Walt wouldn't be someone who said you know what no what, this isn't this isn't what i want to imply to families who are coming to the park i don't want to leave them feeling this way or thinking this way so um it bothers me that people are like oh no walt worked on this and it can't be touched because right. it's the last thing he worked on you know it's like well no he there's some good examples of him dealing with some unfamily friendly stuff and and putting the kibosh on it and saying no we got to make this better you know let's 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 be better yeah, because especially when you look at, um, you know, the pre-1997 version, you know, I mean, even more so, you know, like the dialogue from the, I forget his actual name, but, you know, what they call it, the lustful pirate, you know, his dialogue is so, uh, and again, yes, historically accurate, but it's very, like, yikes, like when you actually, you know, if you actually find like his original audio, you know, not everyone would have heard it. You know, because it's on a, I don't know how how many phrases he has, but some of it's just like something about like I'm, you know, that he was willing to share her with the other pirates, and he has her undergarments, and she's hiding, uh, presumably, uh, not clothed in a barrel. Like when I for the first controversies of the Caribbean, I like I said, I I know I went on it, but I didn't remember it. And it, even I was like, oh man, those. That, and, that 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 original video did was very eye-opening in terms of like you know where where yeah. where the ride left off you know and where to it me, is now to me the only part the only thing that personally bothered me in the original auction scene and i'm not saying like in a way of like oh i thought they should get rid of it but just in a way that it, it just made me always think like oh man that's just a, it gives me a kind of a weird sad and maybe you're and you're supposed to feel that way i guess but in the auction scene in the um in the, you know the line of women you know number one they're tied up you know which is kind of like you know that's one thing on its own but it was the one that was crying she was you know crying into this handkerchief and the one uh the woman behind her like has her you know arm over her shoulder like oh they're there and when you think about it you know that you know in terms of you know disney image entertainment you that that's pretty hard stuff to you know for a for a family ride you know the other stuff yeah it's it's kind of like you know it's it's slavery it's what it is you know what i mean and um you know you have there's very strong imagery to when slaves were being auctioned off and people were being separated from their loved ones it's right it's a it's a rough i understand that it's real and that kind of stuff happened i get that but it's rough for a for a park filled with little girls with, mm-hmm. yeah. with Mickey Mouse ears on that are covered in pink jewels with glitter in their hair because they just came from the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's it's hard for I can see that it's hard. It could be hard for families, and um, especially uh, now because you know, not that it wasn't always family friendly, but you know Disney, you know Disneyland. Well, because of you know just because of the time had edge to it you know or i don't know if edge is the right word but it wasn't quite as like you know what i mean like 
It's always yeah, been no, clean. I, it's always been family, but now yeah. it's even more with like what you said, you know, the, the, the merchandise aspect, the dressing up aspect, the parades, the, you know, it's even it's more very, about it's just very like, family. And not that it wasn't, but it just, it's almost, I don't know. I'm spacing on the right way to phrase it. It's always been family, no, but now even more, yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Like, it, yeah. It, well, the the idea of family has also changed. You know, like back in the mm. back, uh, you know, maybe ten, twelve. Well, when Michael Eisner was in charge, you know, the idea was the family would show up and the teens would go off and do this, and mm-hmm. mom would take the girls off mm, and do yeah. this, and dad would go and wander off and 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 check out this. You know what I mean? Like it, there was that kind of like a little bit of, but now it's like a now families are family units and they and they travel together and they do everything together and well, it's, look at it's, Alien uh, Encounter. That's a perfect example yeah. of, you know, again, whole other video, but just like, and you, I mean, you went on it. Like I, I didn't, I, yeah. I was there, I think one of the last few years, it was, it was maybe the was last year fine. and that I didn't go on it. My, fine. my dad did. Um, but I was, I was, you know, way too scared. I don't remember, I was like 12 or 13. But yeah. I mean, I asked you when you were down visiting, I was like, is it really? Cause I've heard some people say like, Nah, it was overblown. It wasn't that bad. But you're saying you were saying the opposite that it was. No, it was yeah. as a young kid. It was it was rough. I mean, it was it was a very like uh, it was a totally different experience than the rest. How old of the were you? How old were you when he, when you went on it? I don't know. I have to. I I was definitely in middle school, elementary mm. school. I mean, it was not too long after it opened. I remember the queue was was packed. The ride was packed. Everyone was talking about it. I remember it being a big thing. So, um, eh, and the funny know. thing is Eisner had wanted to do that, you know, it was going to be directly based off the alien movies. And every time he tried to push it, the Imagineers and the higher up people were just like, no, like, no, this, we can't have this in a Disney theme. So even then, like, you know, can you imagine a ride like alien encounter coming out now? It would fit in perfectly in universal. Um, oh yeah, you know, th- that kind of concept. But yeah, and no, that's, I, and I think that's what Universal. There's more to it, but when yeah. they were starting with the tour and stuff, that was kind of their not their goal, but that was their thing. Like, hey, we can be edgy because they obviously have a harder time getting away with it, you know. And I mean, look at the new Kong ride. You know, they have scare actors in there and people lunging at you. And the weird thing is like. I feel like whenever a family visits Orlando, they usually do both like families, like little kids. You see little kids on the mummy. You see little kids on, you know, not not that they have anything on par with alien encounter, but you know, it's like, even though they're edgier, they still have the same demographic. Like I've never once, and maybe I haven't heard from enough people, but I've never once heard anyone say, Oh, we won't go to Universal. It's 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 not fr- you know it's not child friendly enough. Like you would never hear that. Like you said, I think I think for a time Eisner wanted to make it more of the okay, you go off with you know your mom and you do this, and then I'm gonna take you know the boys and we're gonna do Alien Encounter. Like he almost kind of wanted to make it that way. I mean, you have like Star Tours, which obviously anyone can enjoy, but you know I think he wanted to probably make it even more edgier to get even more because the whole goal of when he got hired, he realized that teenagers were not, um, you know, they weren't wanting to, you know, it was all families. It wasn't like, you know, nowadays with annual pass holders, you know, there's more teenagers in the parks than families sometimes, you know, 
the group events and stuff. But back then, it was like only families for the most part, from what I've, you know, heard yeah. from different people, especially Disneyland. Um, and he really did want to edge it up. And Alien Encounter, you know, he tried and it just, it maybe would have done better in Disneyland because they already had Star Tours. They already had Indiana Jones, which Indiana Jones, is, especially back when it was more intense, like it's, it can be a pretty creepy attraction, like, you know, with everything that goes on in it and the skeletons and the Eye of Mara and the whole idea of, you know, having something that'll kill you if you look at it the wrong way or if you look in the eyes of Mara. Like that's a pretty, you know, like edgy attraction as well. But they chose to put Alien Encounter in Magic Kingdom. And at that point, I don't think they had anything, you know, that wasn't like Disney, you know. And I think that that circles back around to where we're at now with um, with this with the auction scene and, and where that where that line is drawn. Um, I think it's it's pretty clear. And I can't think of much more. I can't think of other rides that would need to be altered. You know what I mean? And, and changed. Right. But I think that um, yeah, it's it's uh, it, you're, you're you're seeing you're seeing the the last bits of of that of that fifties and sixties womanizing. You know, it's okay. Right. They're just ladies. Who cares? Uh, getting swept up and cleaned up a little bit, you know, and uh, and and being put in its place. And, uh, and, yeah. and and now here we are. And now the park is more friendlier. It's 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 more uh, it's more open and and widely accepted. And uh, I it I think it's fine. I don't think it's the end of the world. I really don't. And it's and and the original has been preserved throughout time now mm-hmm. on online and on video and and everywhere. And so you you'll be hard pressed to not be able to experience it again, at least visually. Um, and, uh, and, you know, as a people, we grow, you know? And so, and mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's that, you know, there's not that much else to say about it. I'd be curious though, and I'm sure I can research it. If you were to have, obviously we know now there are people on both sides of the issue, um, in terms of the changes to the Pirates of the Caribbean. No, it's not offensive. Yes, it is offensive historical accuracy versus like what we talked about um providing entertainment for the entire family so it's a big debate but i'd be curious to know when it started even becoming an issue because you know obviously the 50s and 60s was a very very different very sexist and misogynistic time i mean you look at the the advertising back then um you know, and the way women were portrayed in the media. And I don't, I don't want to get too into it because, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to oversimplify it or try to tie women's rights to Pirates of the Caribbean, you know. But in terms of this uh, topic, when it started to become a problem, if you were to survey guests in the 50s and then in the 60s and then in the 70s and then in the 80s, when it started to become more than, oh, it's historically accurate, so I'm I'm totally fine with it, to where in the 90s it started to become, hey, this is a family theme park. Why are you portraying women being sold? You know, um, you know, and I'm not going to pretend uh, to know. Like, you know, maybe it was five complaints a year, maybe it was a hundred. I have no idea. All I know is in the 90s is when, from what I've read, it 
they started becoming more concerned, which is why in 97 they made the first um, alterations. Again, way more complicated of an issue of how things were during the 50s and 60s and 70s and even today. But, you know, if, w when the problems really started to become um, – when guests really legitimately started to have an issue with the ride versus maybe in the first few years it opened, maybe no one would have said I had an issue with it or I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if that makes sense. And I suppose as to 30-something – year old white guys we might not be the best ones to <laughs> to, to postulate on on right. on those things but uh you know it, it's enough to say that i think uh, i think the, the right choice was made and i think that in a few years down the line people will uh be less indifferent to it and um and you know what it's a beautiful animatronic uh some really cool little bits and and fun gags in there check out our our two videos on it um, you know, to, to kind of get the full experience. And uh, I think, I think it's fine. You know, I really do. I think that it's, uh, it's not, it's a very, um, it's a it's very well done anime. Like I said, in a, I think I tweeted out, like, you know, I was very nervous or not. I mean, I wasn't like biting my nails, but in terms of, you know, like, Oh, is it going to be like a really cheap and lazy kind of like, Oh, throw some new clothes on her. You know, the dialogue, I can see why a lot of people are upset, you know, replacing the original, you know, the original actors and whatnot. But in terms of like the effort that was put into it, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, okay, this wasn't just a quick fix. You know, it was a very well done animatronic. Um, you know, there are some funny gags in it. Um, and they kept a little bit of the edge. You know, they, they could have easily been like, nope, we're not going to talk about rum. We're not going to talk about, you know, anything. But they at least kept that, you know, they at least kept, you know, when she's like, um, you know, it's the rum they want. And the guys are just like, yeah, give us the rum. You know, that I was kind of surprised. I was like, all right, Disney still has a little bit of, you know, edge. You know, they, they didn't get rid of it completely. Yeah. They uh, they could have changed a lot. And, and I think, well, certain tolerances, you know, who knows, maybe maybe in 20 years when alcohol is like really looked down upon or something i don't know but in the moment i think that disney's just fine playing with those things because they're so prevalent in modern culture wouldn't really not, not too big of a deal well i guess we should probably wrap this up i think we've kind of yeah people are probably tired of listening to us <laughs> yeah um i think yeah i think we pretty much covered it um would love to hear any you know anyone's thoughts or opinions about um the change how you feel about the change whether you're indifferent, whether you're out, you know, whether you're livid, whether you're, you completely agree, you know, I'd love to, and I'm sure you would too, you know, hear what you guys, what, you know, what do you all have to say? What, you know, what all of you really think and your opinions and your thoughts and, um, and even how, how it used to be versus how it is now. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, we read the comments, I, trust me. So by all means say hello, drop some comments uh share share us your stories what you think of the pirate ride because i'm interested because i think it's fine and don't be too moody you know <laughs> i love i love how you you know you have that stance because there are just there's such a wide you know it's such a like you know black and white and you're just kind of like it's fine and that's hard because i was yeah. talking to someone the other day and they were very upset like very upset like they didn't even want to go on it like 
not ever again, but like, I don't even want to go on it. And then you, and then you have you, you're, you know, so you're so um, optimistic in anyways, but you're just like, it's fine. You know, you're such well, a hardcore I mean, like, Disney person and you're okay with it. And that's what, it's a good thing to have. Yeah. Like let's, let's be a little more worried about other things than, than this, uh, you know, especially all you vocal white male middle-aged guys who, who perfectly understand the, 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 the terrible things that women have to go through in their everyday life for you to pass judgment on the fact that they don't necessarily want to see, um, you know, a representation of women right. being auctioned off to men, you know, like let's, let's, uh, let's find some other things to worry about that might be more important. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and I think that's where the debate will always be for any attraction for any form of media, you know, preserving history, you know, it's not a history museum, you know, I think a lot of people look at it as, you know, if you go to a history museum, you're going to expect to see those kind of displays, you know, but, you know, the parks aren't a history museum. And I know it's it's not nearly as, you know, a dry cut issue um, that, you know, oh, it's not a museum. So that means we should change everything. Oh, there's, you know, there's historical significance. There's so many different aspects to it. Um, but I think it's a good thing to keep in mind when they make changes. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for us to all kind of like question that, you know, where that line should be drawn, um, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, I agree. That's, that's pretty much it. Well, that, thank that, you. That's everyone. all you can say. Yeah. Well, thank you to everyone who's, who's stuck around for uh, listening to us go back and forth about such a, an iconic attraction. However you feel about it, hopefully you, took something away from this and um I, I have from what some of the things you've said that i hadn't thought of certain perspectives and um yeah i want to do more of these so in addition to your thoughts about the ride i would love to hear your thoughts and opinions about anything just <laughs> let me know your thoughts and opinions in the comments below hope to do more of these thank you so much for coming on dan it was real i love talking theme parks with you, you know, or any, or really any, anything, movies, theme parks, whatever. Um, you know, it's always so. a pleasure to chat with you too, Mark. Yeah. I appreciate it. So, um, yeah, anyone go check out his content. He makes amazing videos, his recent video, how, I mean, you can plug yourself, plug, plug the video. Cause it's a really fascinating. Are we talking Peter about Pan. Peter Pan? Yeah. Yeah. The evolution of Peter Pan was really, I, one of the most of, of, uh, complicated, um, drawn out uh, things I've ever had to research because there's just so many versions of, I can't believe how many versions of Peter Pan, well over 30 that have appeared in and out of uh, uh, parks and, and shows and stuff like that. Official, official Disney Peter Pans. I just, it's crazy to me, but and you had to cut uh, it yeah, down. You had to cut it down. Like I remember yeah, I had to cut a lot of them out. Yeah. I think, I think like the final version, I had like 26 Peters. Yeah different variants of Peter Pan. And of course, a week after I published a video, a new one was revealed in Paris. So, but that's um, what but this I, is for that. Like going yeah, back to the beginning, because <laughs> that's always going to happen, whether it's movies, TV, anything, but yeah, I mean, everyone check out his channel, check out his videos, check out that video in particular. Um, I'm looking forward, and I won't say it in case you want to keep it a surprise, but I'm looking forward to your next one. Uh, I'm very curious to see what you'll do with it. Oh yeah, there, I'm excited too. Can, do you have any uh, kind of rough estimate of when your next evolution will come out? Um, I'm currently working on a fun 
video for April first at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and it's kind of uh, it's kind of taken over my my production time this week. But I think I can get them both done by the weekend. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see. But you know, with it, if you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to it, there's always a new distry that'll come out within like a week or two of when the last one did. So. I don't. Uh, I try to. I try to do like one every week, one every week and week and a half or so. So, right. Uh, but yeah, it's fun. I really enjoy it. And there's so many. I, I have like a laundry list of topics to cover that I haven't even. Uh, it's it's just so much, you know. And then also, you know, not just evolution, but also just just various Disney history that I've never seen people talk about certain things. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. I can't wait to keep making content for everybody and having great friends like Mark on oh. YouTube. Appreciate that. And I feel the same way. Look forward to your content. Look forward to future collaborations and everything in between. We got a fun, we got a fun collaboration coming. We do. And that's going to be a very, I'm really excited about that. I know you're super excited about that. I like, I I immediately saw the gear start like churning as soon as I said it to you. It was great. Yep. It was a fantastic idea. It was way better than the, the, maybe we'll do them all sometime, but again, thanks everyone for watching. Check out, Disney Dan's channel and his content and I'll see you all next time time